Welcome to Bound by Books. I am one of your hosts, romance writer Danielle Bannister. And today I am joined by writer Tina Moss. Tina, welcome <laughs> and tell us what you write. Thank you. I write primarily sci-fi romance now. Um, I used to write paranormal romance, but now I'm all in the world of sci-fi. So the spicy aliens is what it's all about. <laughs> all the alien pickle you want. <laughs> your direction. There you go. There you go. How are you doing, Danielle? You know, uh, it, it's it's getting to be fall in this neck of the woods here. The bugs are, are dying. They're going back to hell where they belong. <laughs> so that makes me happy. Um, awesome. But soon after the bug dying phase comes the frozen fingers while you type mm. phase. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's one of those blessings and curses, you know. So I'm All ready right. for it, but. I love fall. I just wish it didn't come with winter. Like if it could just be fall all year round, I would be, I, I am, right. you know, I, I hate to say it, but I am that basic fall. Same. Keyword. Same. Um, yep. the pump, yep. Give me the pumpkin spice. Give yep. me Halloween early. Put up your decorations yep. in August. I am all yep. about it. I am yep. ready to go. <laughs> yep. Yep. I if think, we could I just think have the map. It's just, yes. it's just a little bit of calmer world then I would be perfect. Then it would yes. be, I was just saying to Danielle before the podcast started, like fall is absolutely the craziest season for publishing. So it's it's my busiest season. So I, I have this love-hate relationship with it, but I'm also a workaholic. So what else would I do with life? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that the the love for like winter dies once you're the one having to do the shoveling. Oh. Like once you've reached that point where you have to be the one to clear the snow, mm-hmm. winter is no longer a magical wonderland. <laughs> exactly. Like when you're a kid and the cold, like you don't feel anything. You could be yeah. outside for 18 hours in the snow and it's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. yeah then, yeah. then it's great. When you, as soon as yeah. it starts to seep into your bones and you're like, I have to shovel how much snow? No, thank you. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, today we are talking TikTok <laughs> of the of the four of us who do the podcast, you and I probably are the ones who dabble in TikTok the most or use it at least on a, a daily basis. Um, and we have talked about TikTok before on the podcast, but we wanted to, you know, we had more time with it. We wanted to maybe dive into some more topics and because it, it's such a a huge platform for people to use and for authors to tap into it's an important one to sort of talk about. So we thought we would talk about some of the the stuff that we've learned along the ways and uh, maybe get you on that TikTok if you have yet to make the leap. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's but, really funny that we, that like all of the things that I have enjoyed, and, and this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, so excuse me, but, but I'll get there, I promise. I'm sure. But everything that I have enjoyed as from middle school, you know, 20 plus years ago onward has become mainstream. For example, anime. I was a huge anime fan as a kid, but you had to go underground to find anime, right? Or you had to have the, you know, the Saturday morning cable back when there was such a thing as a cable and, you know, trying to convince your parents that it was worth it. Um, and then finding it, and when the internet came around, finally finding it on some, you know, sketchy platform, and it was fan-subbed, and, you know, now it's like every kid on the block is wearing some anime shirt, and I'm like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. 
having colored hair was, you know, the the edgy kids only had colored sure. hair, and now it's and now it's um soccer moms rocking it. So um yeah. I'm down for all of this, and now finally TikTok has become completely mainstream. I feel like at this point. Yep. 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 How long have you been on the app? Um. So I started. I had heard about the app, the rumblings of it in 2018, 2019, because oh, wow. I was a middle school and high school teacher. Right. And all my kids could talk about was this thing, TikTok, TikTok. And now I had known about Vine and then right. Musical.ly, which was what TikTok right. was before it. But I didn't know anything about it until the kids started, you know, showing me different videos and like, you have to watch this. And then there was teacher talk and, oh, miss, you have to get on teacher talk. And I was like, I finally broke down in 2020 and was like, all right, fine. I will, I will check out this thing that you keep bugging me about. And then of course it was an immediate addiction. So I've been on the platform since 2020, wow. uh, but I did start in teacher talk. So I um, moved slowly over. You, to you had, yeah, you've got, you've had to curate your audience slightly yes. <laughs> to go to, toward the alien pickle. Uh, yeah, definitely a different uh, audience there. Um, for, for those that who might just sort of I'm like, I've only been on the app probably less than a year or so. So it's, I'm still fairly green in it. So I think we can talk from expertise of you've been around the block a little bit and I'm just kind of exploring <laughs> what's around the corner. So we got to get the, the range of knowledge here. Yeah. Um, but for, for somebody who maybe is hesitant about jumping on the TikTok bandwagon, can you explain or do you even know what the difference is between TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram Reels, mm-hmm. and Facebook, you know, the, the stories on Facebook? Aren't they all the same thing? <laughs> when you yes get down to it? No. Yes and no. Because what's happening right now on TikTok is there is every platform has an algorithm. Let's get a little tech head for a second. Every platform has an algorithm, which means that when you put content in there, there is a code behind it that says who it's going to show that video or picture to. Facebook has it, Instagram has it, et cetera, every platform. What was different about TikTok, and this is slowly changing, is that they very much had organic reach where you could curate your feed. So the things that you liked on TikTok are things that the app would then show you more of. So if you liked, you know, the dancing teenagers, then it would show you dancing teenagers. If you liked cooking videos, it would show you cooking videos, etc. And that's what made these different kind of sub platforms form on the TikTok app, such as BookTok. And like I was talking about before, Teacher Talk. Um, and there's various ones, but BookTok obviously is the ones that authors want to focus on. So now what has happened is the other platforms have learned, oh, this kind of curation feature works really well on TikTok. So you're going to see within the next year, Instagram, Facebook, and to a lesser extent, Twitter are going to start shifting their algorithm to have this more curated feed. So the things you see on Instagram where you might, I feel like Instagram, I always see a variety of things. Mm -hmm. Now suddenly I'm starting to see more of the things I like. And I believe that will happen with the other platforms as well. So yes, you're right in the sense that reels are short videos, anywhere from five seconds to up to, they have three minutes now on TikTok. I'm not sure how much reels has at the moment. I think it was a minute, but they might've gone longer. 
Facebook stories is also could be videos or could be sharing posts. Instagram and Facebook stories and also TikTok stories now all disappear within 24 hours. So it's just like a quick kind of thing that you're putting up. The videos on TikTok reels and you can do videos on Facebook too all stay permanently on the, the different platforms. You can even post uh, videos on Twitter if you wanted to. So you can repurpose all of your, your videos right. to each of the different platforms. Right. So, and if you're going to go to the trouble to, to make a video in the first place, you might as well repurpose it. Because not everybody's on the same platform. Like yeah. all of your readers are not going to all be on TikTok. All of your readers are not all going to be on Facebook. So... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of using the content um, and repurposing it for, for all of the different platforms. But Danielle, I know that you're newer on the app, but yeah. you've been on now for about a year or so, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you find your curated feed? Like, have you been able to pare down to book talk? Are you have a mixture of yeah. things? Yeah, I think I'm do? definitely I think I'm definitely on the book talk side of things. Book talk and author talk. I think I've that's sort of my lane now, which you know is fine. That's that's kind of where I want to be. And if I want to search for something else, and you know, I can physically search for you know, other types of content, or I'll start, you know, following people and, you know, able to see their stuff too. Because, you know, I want to see stuff outside of just book talk sometimes too. I want to see what other people Mm -hmm. are doing, but I definitely want to stay in that lane so that, because that's kind of my lane. (laughs) Right. And I think that's important too, when you're going on to any platform, but especially TikTok, is deciding how do you want to use the app? Because if you want to use it to see a variety of things, like I mentioned before, maybe fitness videos, maybe cooking videos, maybe book talk, maybe you know a, a wide variety, you can. But just remember that when you push out your videos, they are also going to push out to that wider variety right. because that's the way the app works. That's the way the algorithm works. If you want to use it exclusively for book marketing, Um, A lot of authors will have two different accounts. I myself do. I have what I call my main account, which is where I interact a lot with the book talk community, but I also have other things on there that I like. Um, And that's kind of like where I show my face, where I talk to writers, where I talk to readers, and where I have really a, a big sense of community within the book talk space, because that's what I wanted. Then I have another account, which is purely for aesthetics, page flipping videos. That is my book marketing account. And there is nothing on that account except book talk. And you can kind of do both, but it's really important from when you first step onto the platform to decide what you want to do and how you want to use it. How have you um, decided to use your platform, Danielle? I'm definitely using it for my marketing sort of purposes like my my goal of being on the platform if I'm going to be taking time out of you know my writing schedule and stuff to make content it's it I want it to sort of be driving a a driving force for my marketing Um, and then I can use a separate account to look up other things or I could go to other platforms to look up I'm a big I'm a my, my time suck is not necessarily TikTok my my time suck for stuff is YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's, I love YouTube. That's where I lose. <laughs> that's where I lose time is on YouTube. So, I, the, there is a danger on TikTok of scrolling away, you know, your life. But I, I guess I have a 
a, a, a phone issue where if I'm on TikTok too long, my phone overheats. So it's like, okay, I, I guess that's a way to fail safe for me to not stay on TikTok too long. My phone's hot. Okay, time to get off. <laughs> so that's it's like an, an instant timer. <laughs> but that's a really good point because I have seen several authors on the platform make actual um, designated TikTok times or use another app to limit their screen time because it became such an addictive type of app that they were spending hours and hours oh, and hours on the platform. Because you think, oh, it's just a 15 second video. I can watch that. Mm-hmm. It's just 15 seconds. Oh, it's just 15. And then it adds up quick. It adds yeah. up quick. So right. absolutely. So I know that there are some people who use the app or nervous to use the app because maybe they're introverted. I'm mm-hmm. introverted. Uh, maybe they're nervous about showing their face or uncomfortable. Like, I don't know what to say to somebody. What am I going to, you know, can you use the app without necessarily showing your face? Or mm-hmm. is it really more geared toward, yeah, we're going to be having a conversation face to face sort of. What, what, what would right. your advice be to somebody who is a little nervous about wanting to show their face? I think it goes back to what do you want to use the app for? If you want to be a part of the book talk community and the important conversations that we have on there, unfortunately, um, some people can view that as drama or controversy or toxicity. And that's a conversation that we have a lot on book talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is there's really major conversations that go on within the community about things like, diversity and what's appropriate in books and what's not um, in terms of that, in terms of especially like offending BIPOC or LGBTQ plus authors, who should be writing what, how do we handle sensitive issues? And then there's other things like, you know, that book talk has really gone to bat for like piracy issues and how to combat them. And there's a whole table in Barnes and Noble stores now that is book talk recommends. So there's a lot of power within the book talk yeah. community. And I encourage every author and reader who feels comfortable doing so jumping in. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to make videos necessarily. You can comment on other people's videos to be a part of the conversation and give mm-hmm. your opinion in that way. Liking and sharing and reposting videos is all you know, a yeah. great way to to boost the algorithms for the videos that you feel are important. Um, and then there's the flip side of it. If you strictly want to use this for book marketing, you do not have to show your face at all. There are aesthetic videos where it can be as simple. The one I just put out had um, a candle flame in the background and then in, you know, text on it that was, uh, I think that one was spicier, but you could use emotionally um, impactful scenes. You mm-hmm. could use uh, climactic scenes. And we're talking, you know, three to four lines of text, so nothing major, but something that's going to capture the audience. Tropes is a big one uh, on the platform. And then book flipping uh, is always popular, which is just a book in the background that you're flipping back and forth and record and again, put text over. I've seen recently like, screenshotted kindle pages or or um from your phone or even taking a picture of your paperback and putting that on the screen um with something pretty in the background then you have the more intricate aesthetic videos which are like here would you read a book about this and usually it's the big fantasy ones that i notice Mm -hmm. the most because it's like you know a woman with a dagger and then right 
a castle in the background and this growing over the hills type of thing. (laughs) Ones I'm seeing a lot of now are he's a 10, but so it'll just be a flat picture and then it's just the text. So yeah, there are ways that you can get around showing your face. There's even filters that will completely change your face into a lemon or you know whatever so that <laughs> it completely distorts your face and your you know your voice if you're really just not wanting to go there I think you could still find value in the platform if it's something that you're curious and if, like when I first joined I didn't post a single thing at first I just was I was a watcher <laughs> I was just seeing what was going on looking in the comments like what type of comments are people writing and just kind of getting familiar with the type of content people were making so that I could right. go oh oh I get how this works now so I guess that's you know my bit of advice is just kind of hover for a little bit and just kind of you know watch absolutely take in it an in. odd creepy way <laughs> <laughs> No, if the, the platform is made to be a watcher, like you can absolutely scroll through and start to get a feel for what types of videos do you like? What do you gravitate towards? What would your readers gravitate towards? You know, and, and you can favorite those videos and you can save them so that you yep. can try to recreate a similar feel and style for yourself later. That's another thing that's really common on TikTok. We have TikTok trends where everybody is essentially making the same video. It's just how, you know, their version of it. And that's encouraged. Um, Obviously, you don't want to steal another creator's ideas. But like, that mimicking thing is very common on TikTok and considered like, you know, a part of the app. So right. No, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're called trends for a reason. Exactly. (laughs) People doing them over and over and over again. Um, I think I just want to touch briefly on like the, the thousand, uh, followers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just starting out, you might find that people are encouraging you to get to that thousand follower. Um, the, the advantages is once you get a thousand follow followers, you are then allowed to have one link mm-hmm. in your little bio area. And if you're trying to market a product or a book or something, having a link where they could go. It's mm-hmm. important. Right. Um, but you and I do something with that link that I don't know if everybody does. Do you want to mention yeah. what it is that we do with our link? Our one so, link to rule them all? <laughs> I think a lot of authors have clued into when you have the one link, you really have to make good use of it. So the way you can do that is using um, a platform like Linktree or Canva or even on your own website. And you can create a list of different links with that one link. So you can make it really pretty. You can make it really simple, whatever works for you. But it's a way to have like, find me on Amazon, find me on Instagram, buy XYZ Listen to the podcast. (laughs) Crown Buy Books podcast is on. That's right. That's what I just, I mine as well. So it's a way to sort of uh, ma- make the most use of that. So that's definitely something that you'll you'll want to consider and, and do. Um, I know that for a lot of people, the, 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 the thing that probably stresses the most um, about TikTok is content. Like, what mm-hmm. am I supposed to post about? You know, like, what is, I mean, that's, that's the dilemma that, that authors often have in like, all of the social media that we're supposed to push out there. It's like, what do 
are we supposed to push out there? Like, what are we supposed to push out there? And something that that I've relied on um, more more recently than not are our content buckets. Do you use content mm-hmm. buckets at all? So a lot of the marketing gurus will suggest content buckets, meaning like you have certain things that are educational, you have certain things that are pure marketing, et cetera. And Danielle, you could probably talk more to content buckets. Um, I My goals, and again, it really depends on what your goals are for the platform. Sure. My goals were to, I, I just like TikTok. Like I enjoy the platform. And so I really wanted to be a part of the community. So my goal was how can I be a part of that community? Not necessarily how can I sell more books, which from a marketing perspective, you might think like, oh, that, that seems kind of crazy. Your goal should be to sell more books. And to an extent it is on my secondary account, but this is not my primary goal. My primary goal was I really enjoy this platform. I really want to have a voice within this community. And how can I do that? And then yep. selling books is kind of secondary because right. people like my content and enjoy what I have to say. That's kind of a natural progression to it. Right. However, and if they like who you are, they might look at your bio and go, oh, yeah, look at all the, the stuff that they do. And, you know, so yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't that in its way is a marketing way in. For Could sure. Be. It's it's more of a um, branding thing, I would right. think, right? Because I'm, I have uh, my Alien Pickles brand, right? And that is a part of me, but my brand on the platform on TikTok is as author Tina Moss. Right. So it's kind of like getting a, getting to know me on a more personal level that can kind of create a parasocial relationship. Um, but that is my goal because again, I really do enjoy interacting with my my followers and my mutuals on the app. So in terms of content buckets, though, I think it is a really great thing to use, especially when you don't know what to post or or like me right now, I'm experiencing a little bit of burnout because I've been on the platform so long. So we want to talk about that. Yeah. So I think for me, it was that I was struggling with that. Like, what do I talk about? Like, what? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) You know, I was struggling with that. Um, so the, the the content buckets are basically trying to find like four or five topics that you feel you can talk with some confidence about that you have, you know, some knowledge about the, the subjects on, on which you're putting in these content buckets. So for me, it might be writing. I can talk to people about writing. I could talk to people about being a mom of teenagers. I can do that. I'm a mom of teenagers. I understand how that works. I'm an introvert. I can talk about being introverted and introverted things. Um, I'm a reader. I can talk about the books that I've read and, you know, things like that. Um, there are some content buckets that I probably could talk to, like say Marvel or something, but I don't talk about that because that feels like a dangerous content bucket for me. Like <laughs> I don't want to go down that down Your that TikTok becomes and, Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Yeah, <talk>. exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not gonna go there. I will watch other creators talk about it, but I personally am not gonna go there because I know that that I'll that'll throw everything off for for the focus that that I want. So I'm tr- and then, you know, you can also throw in a content bucket of, you know what, one day a week, I'm going to focus on whatever the trends are, and I'm going to do a trendy video, you know, on Friday, so whatever it is, you could, you can try to compartmentalize it that way, so that it feels less daunting of, oh, my God, I've got to come up with so many ideas for stuff. But if you start thinking about, oh, I can do one video about writing today, and tomorrow, maybe I can talk about this crazy thing my kids did. And 
it just helps take some of that like stress of like, ah, what have I got to post about <laughs> for me? It might not for somebody else, but right. for me, it helps go, okay, I've got one in that bucket. Now let's pick one over here. And that's, yeah. that's how I do it for now. And, but I'm only, I'm only posting one video a day. You're posting mm -hmm. multiple, right? Um, I, it depends on the season for me. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's uh, just one video a day and sometimes it's multiple videos a day. It's just depending on how I'm feeling. Like right now I'm feeling very overwhelmed and a little burnt out. So you're going to see a little more what I would call like not low content, but like low effort videos, things that just don't take as much. Right, so, right. For example, when you see a video and I'm like I am right now in the, in the podcast room, my office, you'll see that I it's, it's they're usually longer videos. There's more cuts in between them. There's things that I'm thinking about saying before I say it. Then I have ironically where some of my most popular videos are my car videos where I'm literally just have this thought pop into my brain and I pick up my phone as I'm, you know, parked in front of my house or at the supermarket or whatever. And I just record a quick thing that I'm thinking about. And those tend to do really well, which is kind of funny. Um, so one of the things I would say is you don't have to like overthink it, right? Because sometimes when you put a lot of effort into the video and it tanks, it can be uh, demoralizing. <laughs> and then the video that you did on a whim in, in 10 seconds in your car suddenly does fantastic. You're like, yep. well, what the heck am I putting effort into? But that's yep. kind of the truth of TikTok. Like you don't have to have this perfect aesthetic or your makeup and yeah. hair done. Yeah. And gone all it out. seems like authenticity is sort of what TikTok wants. They yes. want you at your most, most authentic self. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the crazier hair, the, you know, more discombobulated that you are, yep. the more relatable you are. And people can be like, yeah, I'm that klutzy in the morning as well before my coffee or, you know, whatever <laughs> it, it might be. Makes yeah, you feel it, a little less alone. <laughs> and, that's a, and I think that's a very big difference between how people felt on Instagram and kind of those that gravitated towards TikTok away from Instagram was that authenticity. Instagram is slowly, especially in reels, becoming more of that because I think they realize that this extremely curated feeds are not necessarily what people are looking for. Certainly not on TikTok. Like you can, you can be your messiest, most authentic self and somebody is going to absolutely, you know, vibe with it as they say. Yeah. So yeah. you don't oh, have to worry about absolutely. that Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and do you, do you batch record at all your stuff or are you just, you record For it and sure. then you post it? You, For yeah. sure. I, I love batch recording again, especially when you're seeing me in the, in the new curated room, which is kind of a joke because like I have never once done my makeup for in for uh, TikTok at all. <laughs> That's why I have that that hearts filter that now when I don't use it people are like, "Um, excuse me, where Who are, are you? Floating hearts. Who, Who are, are you? you? What are you going to do when they get rid of that filter?" <laughs> I'm going to have to like change my entire brand around. People are like, "Wait. I've had people in person be like, Oh, where are your purple? Where are your pink where hearts? Are you, yeah, where are your pink hearts? I'm like, you know that I don't actually have pink hearts floating above my head, right? I mean, if that was a thing, I would totally go down for it. But like, I'm but a you know that being. was a smart that was a smart <laughs> thing for you to do because it's it's associated people 
with that now. So you're you're the pink heart lady, you know. I'm the pink hearts, floating pink hearts lady. Although it's really funny when somebody else uses the filter, people get weird about it. They're like, um, that's, that's not, not Tina. I'm you're like, copying. I'm like, I was like, anybody can use the pink heart. Calm down, people. It's not that serious. It's very funny though. People get weird about that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Just went on a little little side road. Um, well, but yeah, I, mean, I do batch record. Yeah, <laughs> I also batch... just randomly post. Though I, yeah. I like I said, if it, if a thought comes to me and I pick up my phone, I'm like, Whoop, there we go. So you're not like you know, it's twelve o'clock on a Saturday. I need to post. It's it's just yeah. a, oh, I haven't posted a TikTok today. Crap. And then you just yeah. pull something out of your drafts and and yeah. go from. Yeah, I mean, I think that that especially if you're you know a, a, a full time worker or you know you've got kids running around you've got to you gotta record a bunch when Mm -hmm. you have a moment of quiet when you know you've got a t-shirt on that isn't stained or you know whatever it is you know you got to get it all out have you ever like had to do batch recording and then realize oh I'm wearing the same shirt every single video I need to change a shirt out so that I yep Okay. okay. Just me. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've actually gone to keeping like shirts. I don't have them now because I'm cleaning everything, but like I'm keeping shirts right next to me on my desk so that I could just change as I'm recording. I'm like, this right. has gone too far. <laughs> right. Nobody probably ever pays attention to that except yeah. for, you know, us as the recorder. But yeah, I'm like, God, I have been wearing, and, and then I'll, I'll change something. I'm like, wait a minute, this is the same color. It might be a different shirt, but it's the same color. I've not really helped my situation at all. So you want to put like 10 videos out in the same shirt just to see if anybody notices like, oh, Tina, maybe you should change your shirt. <laughs> it reminds me of that that meme that about of, of Toby Maguire, like a 10 year old mm-hmm. meme and different interviews. And he's wearing the same gray T-shirt. It's the exact same T-shirt. <laughs> like boys never change their shirts. I'm like, yes. oh, how come they can do it? Yeah. So, yeah, you I should, I should do an experiment. Too? Oh, you oh, should. Yeah. I you should, should just, I should just try the same outfit all the time and and see how long see. it takes. I kind of wonder if the if the algorithm would like that because it's a similar video. If it would be like, oh, we right. like we like her. Right. So. Right. <laughs> but what what would you say the pros and cons are of of batch recording and and having a drafts folder? Well. The the pros and cons, I think, for me, uh, is sometimes I think that I have videos stashed and they're not the videos that I thought they were, mm-hmm. or I've recorded something specifically and then I went, oh, this is no longer relevant. <laughs> like, so <Yep. laughs> sometimes if you record things, too many things, and you'd be like, oh, we've we've moved past this as a society or whatever, that's not, it's no longer a you know, a hot take or, you know, pop culture. So sometimes you think you have enough content and you go, oh, crap, no, I don't, because that's not. So, you know, making enough batch content that you can get through your week and then some, so that Mm -hmm. if you have to throw out a few duds uh, or upon second looking going, yeah, that was, what was I? (laughs) No. What was I thinking? (laughs) No, let's not do that. But yeah, I think batch recording and, and putting it into your drafts is one of the only ways to sort of stay sane in yeah. terms of trying to to keep on top of things if you're trying to keep consistent if it doesn't if it doesn't matter to you uh, trying to to you know make the algorithm happy that you're a consistent poster you know do what you want upload it mm-hmm. and 
have at it. Do you find that that content that you make yourself that you're recording works better in the algorithm than say something that you might have created on a platform like Canva, like a video you've mm -hmm. made and then uploaded it? Um, yeah. Do you find um, that? I don't know. I've heard that. I've heard. So this is only through the grapevine, right? I don't think anybody has the exact answer that TikTok likes it when you use their features and record in app. But so many people record things in like CapCut or InShot yeah. or Canva and then upload it and seem to do well. So I don't think there is one answer to that. I tend to record in TikTok because of, again, I got looped into my, my floating hearts filter. So anytime I don't, people will, again, have a fit. Sometimes I'll record and then download the video and I'll edit it or I'll flip it um, so that my books are correct in the background. I don't always right. do that. Um, and then re-upload it. Um, I, I haven't really noticed any difference in, in the TikTok gods smiling on it or not. <laughs> I noticed that there's a slight drop for things that, that look more like book trailer-ish, say, mm. than <laughs> just a conversation, which makes sense to me because that looks like it's a marketing tool versus mm -hmm. a conversation, which makes sense. But, you know, sometimes you, you want to experiment, try different things, see what works, see what doesn't. And, you know, just paying attention to how many views you're getting, you can go, oh, okay, they the people that are, are watching tend to engage more with this type of content. So you can start right. making more of that type of content. One thing I can say, if, if you're worried about that, if you've made a video outside of the app and you're worried about how TikTok will respond when you upload it, you can use the green screen video if you don't have any sound on that video and just record it that way. So you use the green screen video. It's one of the, the filter effects on the app. And then you select the video from your phone that you want, you press record, and then you could add music to that later. So that way you are using a feature of TikTok instead right. of just a straight upload. I don't know if that makes any difference, right. but if it makes you feel better, go for it. Right, right. Or or maybe even just uh, uploading the, the video, but using their sound mm -hmm. or adding words or sticker, you know, so you're using elements of their I don't know. It's worth experimenting yeah. and just kind of playing around to, to see. Do you find that certain things get more engagement for you than than other types of content? It's all over the place. I can't say that I've really found one thing works better than the other. Um, I do know that TikTok is moving to an SEO strategy, meaning search engine optimization. You're going to yep. hear about this a lot if you're on the app at all. That means that the words you use in your captions in your comments, on the screen itself, like if you put text around the screen, are all, there are little spider bots are all going to be searching for those keywords. So you're going to see me use, you know, alien romance a lot, sci-fi romance a lot, um, things that I know will, will get to the right audience. So just keep that in mind also as you're posting now, because they are moving more towards that SEO strategy. Right which I think some people are very annoyed with, but you know. Uh, yeah. Not a platform, away. what can we do? Exactly. Well, because people are annoyed because they say it, it takes away what TikTok, you know, the origins of TikTok and that kind of organic feeling to yeah. it. Although to yeah. be honest, you know, it was just another algorithm. It wasn't necessarily organic. It was just the way right. that algorithm was built right. and now they're tweaking it. So. Right. 
So to wrap up our conversation, uh, do you have like maybe some uh, TikTok best practices that you would recommend to people starting out or if they've been on the platform, maybe these are the things that you should start to consider doing if you haven't? I am a proponent of do the things that you enjoy, right? If you're going to just do TikTok because you're, you want to sell books, you are going to absolutely hate uploading on TikTok. It's going to become yeah. a chore. It's going to become that thing that you dread doing. So if you are not genuinely like, you know, this is kind of fun. I enjoy this. Right. Even if you're just using it as a marketing tool and you want to just do the book flips or aesthetic videos or whatever, I feel like you should still enjoy that process because if you don't, it's just another chore in your book marketing thing. And yeah. who wants one more Pick thing? Pick a to different do? platform. That, yeah, TikTok that is not so like like you know the only platform in the world that you must use it. Yes, it's a great platform and it's definitely one that has built up this this hype, right? This amazing mm-hmm. thing, but it's not the only thing and it's certainly not the only way to sell your book. So if if you're not enjoying it, then I would say, you know, find the platform that you do enjoy. Right. You don't have to do it all just because there's a gazillion different platforms does not mean you have to be a part of them. Pick the ones that you enjoy being on and do those and do them. I'll give you a perfect example. I don't like discord. I have tried several times to get into discord I know tons of authors who are, are all about Discord. Yeah. Sherry herself um, yeah. talks about Discord all the time, and I cannot get into it. So yeah. why am I going to, you know, put time, effort, and frustration into a platform that I don't enjoy? This doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Yeah. What about you? What would your be your best tips for TikTokers? Um, I- I would I would encourage people to use the closed caption feature more. Yes. Um, it just you know. It's it's beneficial to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times uh, there are sound restrictions that we can't, you know, the hearing people cannot, we have to have our volume down. And I want to be able to see what, what you're saying. But it also helps those that are hearing, you know, impaired and, and can't. So it it's just do everybody a solid, you know. Absolutely. Put, Always put, the, the put those captions, captions on. And, you know, it, it doesn't take long to you know, check those captions to make sure you've spelled something right or yeah, <laughs> it I'm hasn't completely honest, butchered what you've it, done. And this is going to be a little controversial, but it really bothers me when people don't use closed captions because I was using captions before the feature was ever on there. I would manually write out my captions, put wow. them to the timer. It was grueling, but I'm like, this is important and yeah. we need to do this. And especially when big creators don't do it, it really, really gets under my skin. So Yes, yeah. please use your caption. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please do. Please do. Awesome. All right. I think I think we've exhausted what we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if you have any questions, you can leave them in the comments section on YouTube. We would love to have more YouTube subscribers. So if you're listening on a audio platform, we'd love to show you the visuals as well. Yes, we would. <laughs> we did our hair for this. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Bound by Books. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.